The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this ch***ns me? No, 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 no! I still can't believe the fucking director from uh, Ticked Off Trainings with Knives messaged us. Or like commented at least. Yeah, commented. Yeah, Jesus. That's like, I always suspected this might happen at some point in time, but I'm not quite sure what to do with it now. Like, do we just leave it alone? Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, one person vetoed like connecting with uh oh right yeah yeah no that had to be a unanimous decision that's 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 fair but that being said though this director i love (laughs) the amount of like half naked pictures he has of himself on twitter or just full naked wait is he naked or is it just oh he's naked in some of them just in whole whole dick out it just it's non-stop morning it's literally just photo after photo with like bad instagram filters that just says morning coffee and just him shirtless. <laughs> just, I, uh, I just just a buff gay with his dick entirely the way out, all the way out, and it just says live laugh love underneath. That's as the god intended. That, that, that's the vibe we're bringing into twenty twenty. <laughs> Queers will bring back Bed Bath and Beyond. Holy fucking shit! All right, hey everyone, welcome back to uh, welcome back to Tranifesto live from uh, uh, the coronavirus war zone. Yes, uh, Tranifesto, the real patient zero of the current pandemic. Sorry, folks. Well, are, I are mean, bad. one of our hosts is patient zero, which is why she's not uh, here today. Yeah. So, um, Amy, Amy will be uh, filled in by. Um, I, I, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll just go back and edit other clips of her from the show before and I'll make her respond to us. Like, it's just like, I'll chop it up as like a bad deep fake. And just, you know. <laughs> so this movie, this movie is really good. Oh my God, it was. <laughs> so what did you think? What did you think of this part? Well, I mean, it wasn't very historically materialist, but. <laughs> Unabomber, but, Unabomber, but, but, but. I am Amy. I <laughs> <laughs> this Christ. movie makes me want to listen to Mitski. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Well, hey, um, yeah, actually, wait. Before we even get started with the movie, um, hey, how are y'all doing? Are you holding up okay? Because you know, I'm used to staying inside. Some of you might find this difficult because I've been led to believe that some of you have lives, uh, and by some of you, I mean like you know the three people that listen to this show. I See, mean, Ree, how how are you holding up? See, I personally, I'm thriving because. Oh, okay. Um, my day job is still working, which is nice. Um, it's be- the weather's been beautiful, and I am happy to take lo- like alone, like bike rides or walks. I- all of my political opinions are being proven correct, which is very <laughs> satisfying. And suddenly, like everybody, everybody I talk to is like, "Oh man, all my friends are being." laid off and i'm like oh yeah the, the housing and food should be treated as a public utility and they're like yeah you're right <laughs> oh this, this uh is... the the man it sure would have been nice if like all of these like union jobs like hadn't been cut so then then had their sick days taken away which made them have to stay working at old folks homes you're right maybe unions are good this is this is how this is how we win them back it's uh it's i'm, uh, not, I'm, I'm just saying like i'm i'm 
so far, like, unaffected in ways that have stopped me from being just smug about this whole thing, so. No, that's, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, like, I do like the fact that I go outside and it looks like the, like, the, like, what I imagine the last days of the, just before the movie 28 Days Later started. It's, uh, it's pretty dope. There's, like, trash bags blowing in the wind. I'm near a fucking highway. So we're right now, we're on 20, we're on day 27. Yeah, we're on day 27, so uh, look forward to um, Pepsi placements shortly. Um, uh, Speaking of which, this episode has been brought to you by Coke and Bad Dragon. (laughs) Together at last. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. But, um, I mean, like, I'm getting through with, I got video games on the fucking fucking radar. Uh, Doom Eternal rocks. I fucking love Doom Eternal. Um, but I really want to get fucking Animal Crossing, and I I'm getting it that feels- soon. I, I I will have access to an animal to Animal Crossing soon. So if you yeah. get it soon enough, then we can. I don't know. I'm, Visit I'm, each other's have, islands. Have, have a uh, round table about if um, Animal Crossing is good for the gays. Uh, we. <laughs> We, you know what we do? We'll we'll wait for the pandemic to break out on one of the islands, and then uh, talk to people about how Tom Nook uh, is charging insane interest rates. And if we had a union, then we could all have Beatles. Those are the three things I know about this game. I yeah, know, basically, you know. for my my entire thing going forward is using metaphors from Animal Crossing, connecting it to things that are happening in real life, and trying to convince people to start a tenants union in their city. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I think the leaf should be like the, the next symbol of resistance. Uh, but that being said, though, uh, in terms of like some overlap gay news, uh, gay gamers. Oh, this is the new gamer segment. Do 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 do. Boop 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 boop. Boop. I don't. Can I don't you please? Can song. you please insert some kind of theme song in here? Get something really intense. Yeah. Fucking the next DLC for Borderlands is coming out, and it's a gay Cthulhu wedding. It's literally the best thing ever made. Okay. If I can have getting stuck in that game, I will play that with you when we'll do an episode on it. Oh, 100. Oh, we should stream it all. We should stream it. Oh fuck yeah! Absolutely. Okay, yeah. No, hurry up and like level up to level fucking 52 so we can play this. Or I guess it's scalable. Um, but yeah, no fucking. Uh, uh, I'd like to just like. Briefly touch on the fact that like it's uh was it Borderlands three Guns Love and Tentacles uh our two favorite adventurers uh husbandos are going to be uh getting married on a, a planet overrun by fucking uh a Lovecraftian cult um and it, like look I remember when like we fucking like way back in the we'll, we'll say the G word here uh, maybe we'll censor it out but uh, Gamergate where there was, like, this whole thing about, like, forced representation. But, like, I don't know. I'm fucking excited it's finally come to this. I just, I don't know. I like the fact that this is thrown in there and it makes perfect sense in this. And I fucking love, I'm such a Borderlands 3 fan. I love it. I love it so I can't much. believe you say Gamergate with a hard G. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's up, my gamer? Yeah, I mean, for anybody who else is excited, I am excited to see, like, better representation in video games. And honestly, this is a great one. I'm tired of all this, like, overly serious stuff when it comes to gay rap. So Borderlands has always been a fucking gay as shit universe. And I'm really happy that it's just, like, I don't know. It's one of my favorite games, and it has probably one of the best DLCs I'm ever going to see in a video game in a very, very, very long time. Uh, so this week, we're going over the... Uh, was it 1996 British? Oh, it's a British French drama. It's officially what it's classified as. Film different for girls, uh, directed by Richard Spence, uh, starring Rupert Graves and Stephen McIntosh. Um, and before we kind of get into how we felt about it, Ree, 
It's synopsis time. Uh, again? Again. Okay. <laughs> it's 4 p.m. It's time for your synopsis trampling. <laughs> yes, dear. Okay. Paul Prentice, bracket, Rupert Graves, bracket, and oh, Carl Oh, you son Foy. of a bitch. <laughs> so. I'm surprised this is the first time any of us have done that. <laughs> oh, we've been doing this for a year. This is the first time. Hey, would you just read the Wikipedia entry? <laughs> Oh, if we now if we if we do that we're like instead of a, we're not a podcast we're legally an audiobook. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, sign up to Audible to get your free episode of Kind of Festival. Yeah. So, we start out with a full like frontal nudity scene slowly panning in on a underage boy in a, in the showers sort of doing yeah. doing the Buffalo Bill dance. Um <laughs> No, it's it like puts it's a, the lotion in the basket. Yeah, we so you know we have a like what a, a, what is ostensibly a young boy, you know, sort of you know doing some feminine movement in the shower before all of these great public school kids came in and basically you know ho- did homophobic and sexual assault on this person. And incidentally, every single one of those uh, boys ended up working in uh, British Parliament. Yeah, I was just going to say, every one of them voted for Brexit. Oh, and or against it. Like, literally, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> not to get out of topic, but I'm reading this book about, like, Winston Churchill and, like, the period, like, right, right as he was getting elected, right before World War II. And, right. like, literally everybody in, th- like, the Parliament, like, they all went to school together. They all knew each other. Literally, they call... If you... Where in your first year of public school, you would be literally, they call it the fag of some of some older boy, which meant you were essentially what? their slave and could get, like, abused. And they didn't say it in this book, but it's well no- known that they were all sexually assaulted under the assumption that they would do that to younger boys, like the other boys the next year. What the fuck? And they literally called each other, like, fags. Like, that was what it was. Like, fag was a term you sure, for like, child slave. You sure, like, because it's the UK, they're not just calling each other cigarettes? Well, I mean... Does that does that make more sense? No, it, it you know somehow it makes it worse. Anyway, Britain. If once you realize that every single leader in Britain is like when it was like sexually assaulted and enslaved like other people in school, suddenly that whole country makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, make maybe if Boris Johnson didn't go through that, he would be a staunch supporter of Black Lives Matter. We don't know. <laughs> Okay, one more, one more, <laughs> one more, one more tangent, because I'm just remembering, yes. I, I probably said, I, I forget if I told this anecdote on the pod, but like, my grandma is like from, you know, Surrey, England, like big time proper monarchist. And back during the British election, she was like, I was talking about how I liked Corbin and she's like, well, he pretends to be a working class guy, but he went to he went to board to, to to public school just like the rest of them. Like literally, like she was a like monarchist, and she thought that Corbin was too bougie for her. Oh wow! Or to be a labor to be a labor leader. <laughs> Anyways, I I want my leaders to be uh, literally rolling in filth before yeah. I consider them a member of the working class. Anyway, so that's just a little bit of uh, stage setting for this film that takes place in England. So just oh, just so you know, this fi- so people understand the fiction of this uh, like created world of yeah the UK. This is also yeah. This movie also took place back in the time when like you know fucking uh, was it the Buzzcocks were big? Um, no, the, well I mean this is this takes place in the nineties, which was significantly after the Buzzcocks were big. What? But, 
We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, anyways, uh, so this effeminate boy is getting assaulted, and then this like other boy comes in and basically like fights off the other people, and they have a very tender sort of homoerotic um, embrace of just. But there was just guys being pals. Um, anyways, dudes being bros. We zoom ahead. The boy that did the defending has grown up to be like essentially a bike courier, like a motorbike courier. Um, no, it's just he's gonna be a big punk who stalks this, the, eh? Yeah, he's a big washed up punk, isn't it? Oh yeah, you all took these crisps and shove it up poopy hole. <laughs> you yeah, are, you are. <laughs> like yeah, it's just like the sort of belligerent, like washed up punker. Uh, so, <laughs> man, what I mean? Oi, oi, oi! Theresa May's got some good ideas, eh? Oi, no, oh, come, on, yeah. come on, no, 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 come on, don't. This like it's good, good, good class politics. Like so a. <laughs> Like a loud, belligerent, like washed up punker with ostensibly good politics, mainly my type. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's anyways. And, it's, and that's also played by, um, what was it? Uh, Rupert, Rupert Graves. Graves. Yeah. Who was also in. Like so many fucking things. He's in, like I, I, like, I think the most recent example that he was in that what people would notice is, like, I think. Uh, was it uh, Death at a Funeral or V for Vendetta? Yeah, it's just like one of these, like, England has like three actors and they're all in everything. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways. And, and, uh, and Benedict Cumbersnersnash. A Cumbersmish? Cumbersmish. So, anyways, so, you know, he's, he's this person, um, is having a thing with the, like, uh, the person who calls out jobs for the uh, couriers, but eventually runs into their old, you know, pal from school who was at one point Carl and has since became Kim and is like, wait, don't I know you from some, or like, hey, wait a minute. And she's like, no, you don't know me from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, that, to be fair, mood, mood. Absolutely. Yeah. So they Didn't and we go like, to high school. We absolutely did not. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and also one more thing about like young Kim getting um like assaulted in the bat in the bathroom. They use eunuch as a slur, which I love. Yeah. And I think we should bring back. That no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, anyways, so yeah, we see Kim like getting in a uh, like hanging at like taking a taxi with this like really ridiculous driver who have, who hits um, Prentice, who's the name of the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. and anyways, then it's like, oh no, you don't know me. And like, wait a second, aren't you, aren't, aren't you Carl? Kim, how long has that been there? That, or are you always like this? Well, I'm not a fucking drag queen, which is yeah. a great line. <laughs> yeah, um, no. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And you know, it was like, oh, well we should catch up. And like, Kim is like, obviously not interested in dragging up the past as like, we all would running into like people from high school. I'm sure. Oh yeah. No, it was like, I've had it. Like I've had that almost exact moment in like real life and it's just like oh hi friend and then just leave as fast as you can mm-hmm. so they end up sort of you know t- they end up like ha- touching base but it's like really awkward and he's like you know kind of a dumb shitty cis guy and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of transplaining in this movie but I think they they do it better than most other films that I've seen yeah, I'll, I'll touch on why I think I agree with you, and I'll, I'll, I'll after we're done the synopsis, I'll I'll I'll, I'll explain Anyways, why. But inter, yeah. interspersed in this, like this, there's a lot of transplanting. That's mm-hmm. just just 
so that you have a good idea of how things go. Anyways, so like he ends up like acting like an, acting like an idiot, asking a bunch of stupid questions, and then she ends up storming off. He feels bad, like ends up showing up with flowers to uh, her work where she works at a greeting card company, which I love that that's like, like working in a huge office as a greeting card company, like, I don't know if that's a job that exists anymore, but I, I mean, lo- someone's going to be doing this shit at Hallmark. Like, I mean, unless they have like one rider yeah. chained to the basement. Also, it's and funny because they, they create this image of like this like super low key trans woman just try keeping her head down in this like shitty sterile office. Yeah, which I like- used to I used to work. I used to work like that used to be me like a couple of years ago when I was working in this company that like fucking this finance company like that was yeah, literally you're, you're, me. You're the trans Ellie McBeal. Yeah, and, like, he shows up with flowers, and she's, like, pulls him aside. It's like, I was doing so well, like, keeping them from paying attention to me. Yeah, yeah. Which is no. such a such a mood. Such a mood. No, again, there's a lot of good points this touches on, but, yeah, yeah. keep going. For every every trans woman who's ever had a day job, that's a mood. Anyway, so they reconnect, and um, Prentice decides to start trying to teach her how to, like, ride a motorcycle, which it goes pretty well, and she's, like, super competent. And he, like, also has this book about, like, oh, fuck, I remember, I, what was it called? Like... Oh, the transsexual, like, it was, like, some medical textbook. You could, uh, uh this book, uh, trans homosexuality as one word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and then from then on is, like, even when hanging out with other people, suddenly he's, like, transplaining to other people. Yeah, he, like, there's this one scene where he's, uh, he's in the mall, and he's, uh, I think to his girlfriend at the time? Yeah. Uh, was basically like going on. It's just like, hey, but you didn't know. Like, we're all, I'm not going to do a bad British accent. Never mind. I'm scrapping that. Um, but the, like, he's like, no, didn't you know? Like, we're all technically born uh, women. And then men are basically just an addition to that. And he's like going over like this pretty cool level of biology. He's like, or there's even one part where he's like, you know, how you learn that there's, you know, boys have, or, you know, boys have XY chromosome, girls have XX. He's like, well, there's actually lots of variations on this and this and this. And there's also this to take in consideration. And this is a film from 96. Fucking like, it it was really good in terms of explaining yeah. concept that right it now has, we're it, it has all a debating. it has a cis character putting in the work by himself and then like saying intersex rights to another cis person. Oh yeah, no, it, he threw it out and it was in, great. Yeah, and like in order to better like understand and relate it to a trans like their trans friend, and also yeah. there's they have another like not date where they. Uh, go to a uh, concert where they go see the Buzzcocks, which may I say also the soundtrack to this movie is oh, so good. Oh, so tight. So good. So tight. Yeah, it just has the Buzzcocks in it in, like, the mid-90s. <laughs> it was so good. Which, and, like, yeah, and then they, like, go back to, they go back to his uh, flat, and, and then she's like, you call any early stuff? And, like, and then they put on, <laughs> I think they put on, like, The Only Ones, which is, like, like Another Girl, Another Planet, which is another great song. Yeah. Um, by the way, I guess we're not going to be able to not do British accents trying to explain this movie. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, the soundtrack was absolutely amazing. I actually kind of want, I've been trying to find it on Spotify, because it's, I don't know, like, it's, like, a lot of this music, it's, like, I like the stark contrast because, like, I don't know, punk music really helped me get through transition, so it was really cool to see it, like, in another film so widely used. Yeah, especially because, you know, like, she's turned into a normie, and he's, like, still just sort of a, you know, just a, he's still a punker, and, like, oh, yeah. but then they, like, kind of reconnect over, like, some good some good jams, and the only other song I remember from it is also um, uh, Stiff Little Fingers, I know, is in there. Anyways, yeah. you know, they also have a moment where... Um, he like 
where he where like she tries to kiss him and he's like no and then she's like and he's like i'm straight you know and she's like so am i and my heart fucking broke oh that was a good one yeah that was a good line holy shit so anyway so there's like all this other like kind of b plots going on where there's something about kim and her sister where her sister's like married to a like army colonel but she's been like cuckolding him and like it's like maybe gonna leave him and it turns out that her that their kid is which, actually which, which you know we stand we stand for the yeah yeah line. you know so you know what <laughs> now <I'm> just, <laughs> he wasn't even deployed and so like this art this army guy wasn't even deployed and it's like someone was still sleeping with his wife <laughs> we're just saying we're just saying that wife is practicing praxis so you know what yeah so there's like this through line where like there's parts where oh i kim's sister is still is like oh, I need to use your flat because I need to, me and the kid need to be away from so-and-so and, like, is not, and is like, oh, but I've done so much for you. You can help me. And basically, like, leveraging her, helping Kim with her transition. Yeah, that was a pretty oh, shitty moment. Yeah, it, but also it creates a really interesting dynamic between them, like, where, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, a kind of, it's, like, again, like, it's a kind of a shitty family, but not a shitty family in the way you usually would see. Like, you know, she says, like, oh, I, it's, like, oh, um, Prentice is like, how are your parents? He's like, oh, I haven't talked to them in years. Um, I mostly just see my sister. And her sister's, like, supportive, but still shitty, but, like, in different ways. Yeah. And, like, you know, is like, hey, can I borrow this je- this dress? And, like, oh, yeah, so there's one where she's like, oh, can I borrow this dress? And Kim's like, well, you sure you sure you can. I mean, you can have whatever you want. I stole the way I walk from you, which was, like, the most Madeline line I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> look, the amount of... Oh, fuck. Okay, look. look shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so bunch of shit happens. They end up at uh, there ends up being a part where Prentice and Kim are at Kim's flat and having dinner or whatever, and they end up like kind of getting into a heated conversation. And like, I'm trying to remember what was Prentice's whole breakdown about that made him pull his dick out. Like, what was the? Oh, it was his whole thing was basically like like genitals are nothing to be weird about. So like, this is basically after he kind of went through the books and started like, uh. I don't want to say indoctrinated, but that's the best way I can kind of phrase it with the whole idea of like, you know, the, the absurdity, like he kind of took the idea of punk culture um, and, you know, transgender culture, which again is, you know, it's funny enough. Cause that's exactly what I did, which is the idea of you put the two together. It's like, you know, it's just, his whole point was like, look, it's just genitals. It shouldn't matter to people. You know, you have what you have, but it ends up with him drinking too much and then running outside with his dick out. And then, yeah, which again, we've all been there. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> and then like, <laughs> They and then, so they both get arrested for like he gets arrested for indecent exposure and then she like you know is like trying to pull, pull like ends up like it's like no stop don't he was like he's drunk he doesn't know what he's doing and ends up like grabbing the police officer's arm and the officer's like that looks like um, uh, obstructing obstruction doesn't it so they both get thrown in the thing and then the cop is like you know being transphobic and ends up put, like trying to reach up her skirt so like they apprentice all ends cops up, are like, bastards yeah, yeah no. So this movie from 1996 addresses like transphobia and police sexual assault against trans. Yeah, no, people. this 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 film basically very loudly proclaimed a cab. Like even down to the fact like when they get to the station and the fucking like they're trying to like blackmail this Prentice to like not say anything or not report because like Prentice gets into a fight with. Um, one of the officers defending his friend and basically like they're because the assault happens and they go into the fuck and then Prentice fights back. And then when they get to the police office, the police officer's like, well, look, if you don't say anything about the, our officer trying to sexually assault 
your friend will 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 drop the charges against you assaulting this police officer. So then she ha- basically has to like, you know, balance her trauma from what happened, her like not wanting to get in trouble and her like deep desire to stay low key and stay under the radar as a trans woman versus like fighting transphobia in like in authorities and defending her friend who is like taking the blame for it. Yeah, and um like uh, like her decision initially was to like basically run away from it, which I get. I don't agree with, but I also get, which is the whole idea of like, you know, she like her whole thing too, she like she even says that she's being taken in like, you know, I've never been in a pro- problem with the police. I have all my idea at home. I can grab it for you. Yeah, it's but like, even, yeah, like, no, but this is this is my this is my name. I have ID that has all of my thing on it, but I didn't like I didn't bring it outside with me. And the cops are like, "Sure, you are." Yeah, exactly. And so it was. I don't know. Like even when they're in the station and stuff like that, it was, they're just like, "I, I don't know." I, for my friends who have been in tussles with the cops who are trans, this sounds very reminiscent of their experiences. Yeah, like unless you know, and this is also like somebody who is like you know in the uh, the film presents them as like not. Like as not passing essentially, which yeah, you know, is which, kind of like it's it's like pass. This thing about like passing is that it's really up to like a character, a trans person passing in media is sort of up to the fiction of the media whether or not they pass or not. A lot of times, yeah, and it's also like I'm. Mean, but to be fair, even in reality, there's a lot of emphasis put on passing, which is you know, yeah. which sucks because it stops people from being comfortable in their own skin. You honestly, uh, I don't know. Spend I, I I say this, which is just like spend less time thinking about that if you can. It helps. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, yeah, no, basically cops for bastards. Yeah, and anyways, this sort of goes on and, like, them trying to figure out eventually, like, you know, she doesn't show up for his, like, first court appearance and he, like, fucking loses his mind because, like, you know, he's about to go to prison for essentially... he get, He's getting, like, charged with assaulting a cop. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't know what's happening and basically, like, storms it, like, he's been trying to find her. You know, she's been hiding out at her, like, sister's, like... He storms into her, like, office, like, trying to find her, which, you know, like, you know, puts a lot of pressure on her. And then eventually, like, you know, it's like sort of has this big crisis of faith where eventually, you know, she decides that, you know, she has to she has to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, yeah. And then basically nearing that part in time, like she eventually shows up at the courthouse and, you know, as his life is kind of falling apart as well. We should also point out, like, she was like. I like the fact, like, she was very much, like, she had her life together sort of thing, and he didn't, like, in a lot of scenes. But, Uh um, you know, she shows up at the end and basically calls out the cop. And even, like, I liked the fact that they, like, it wasn't just even, like, a great moment when she, like, after after she, like, confronted them at the courthouse. Because then afterwards, like, well, this cop still got away with it. Which Mm -hmm. is, like, I don't know, very reminiscent of, like almost most situations I've hear I've heard of like complete complaints. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, she kinda goes through her own thing. They end up ends up doing the right thing. Um they get out of there. The two of them end up fucking, which is great. Um And how. And how. Like like because you know, it's sort of like and it's kinda cool because like there is like an egregious full frontal nudity scene, which like even the best like movies that deal with like trans issues from this period cannot avoid, apparently. Yeah, it's, but, we'll, but we'll work like, our way through there. Yeah, yeah, but it kind of leads to it being like, oh, you were talking about how, you know, how your um, body has changed. Because early on, like, you know, again, transplanting, but like in great, great lines, like talking about how like, she's like, oh, I took some estrogen and it's done this and it's, you know, it's done all this stuff. It's like, but, it, it makes my nipples bigger. It, uh, it uh, makes my breasts fuller, my skin softer, my accent more British. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just... 
Yeah, because like he's like he's like your armor mount, magic potion in it. <laughs> you Oi, know, come now. You take your titty sprinkles. She she describes herself as post operative, which I is a great <laughs> term that I love. <laughs> See, yeah, po- post post op is a problematic term, but post operative, I I love it. I think we should all. Yeah, that it. implies you work for MI six. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. But anyways, he's like his pickup line is just like, so you're talking about these changes, like, can I can I see it? Because like, and she's like, you know, like it starts to like, kind of strip down, and you know, yeah, she ends up like starting stripping, like stripping down, talking about it, and he like kind of goes over and like looks at her hands. It's like it's like not like mine, are they? Like and like like just so validating, and then yeah. they end up fucking, and she like immediately gets on top, and it's great. Uh, and then was, they and then good. they and then it literally ends with the two of them like because they end up. Like her idea is she basically sells their story to the tabloids and is, mm. which is kind of interesting because that's basically her just like deciding to sort of give up her comfortable life in order to have like this kind of almost sensational life with him, which is kind of interesting because usually like the story is it's the um, like trashy guy getting his act together. But like, obviously like it's the two of them meeting in the middle, but the fact that she's like, you know what? we could use the money and she sells her story to the um, tabloids and then yeah. the, it ends with the two of them riding off on a new motorbike. Well, cause and yeah, first off. Yeah. That's, that was choice. But like, I mean, also like it was kind of her finally saying like, I'm okay to like not be in the shadows anymore. And also uh-huh. to like, also considering the fact that this is the British tabloids that they're selling to. So it's like, it's putting herself up to like the, ty- like the highest level of ridicule and scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that magazine or the newspaper they sold to was the guardian. Um, so uh, classic, <laughs> Classic. So um, uh, apparently, trans rights were it was better to be trans like in the <laughs> fucking like mid nineties than it is to be now in yeah. the UK. So. Yeah, no, it it was a choice because even like uh, her fucking office worker friends, like I don't know, her boss stood behind her at some time at like, near the end as well. Um, yeah, because she's like her boss was like pissed off and like was pissed off at her because like also she had like been writing something she because her job was to write prose for greeting cards and she ended up like something on her screen she was end up writing something like weird that was like very specific to her experience and somebody saw it it was like what the hell is this it's like oh i don't know it's just i was trying something well it doesn't have any place in our and but then like takes her to the back and is kind of like does sort of the like shitty but not but like also fine thing where it's like i don't care about your you or your life i just want you to like do good work and not like cause trouble which is sort yeah. of like the, which is the kind of thing where like if you are dealing with a cis person who has like no idea what they're do- what they're talking about and may even have some like personal prejudice that is like the best re- best like thing that you can hope for a lot of times yeah it's it's like it's like it's like the it's like it's yeah it's the weakest tea sort of thing it's still tea and it's still appreciated it is the weakest tea but it's still <laughs> you know it's something but yeah like overall like like, I mean, kind of getting into it right away. Like, I liked this film a lot. It was good. Like, they, I like the fact, like, on a personal level, I liked the fact that it had the, um, the, the overlap with, like, punk, uh, and transition. Cause, like, I mentioned earlier, like, that was a huge thing for me. Like, punk music and the punk scene kind of got me through transition. And that whole idea of, like, the, the mentality of, like, giving, I mean, like, like the stereotypical punk, uh, like, especially, like, late 90s, or sorry, early 90s, late 80s was very much like the, you know, the, 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 the fucking, like, I don't know, like fucking like side shave, like uh, jackets with like fucking like spikes and shit on them, which is still true. Um, but like the stereotypical British version of it and the whole idea of not giving a shit about, you know, either authority or uh, what other people think, 
Uh, and that kind of coming into it as being an encouraging factor uh, for the main character as she um, as she kind of learned to accept herself and not be uh, so ashamed of it. So in the shadows. Um, so like, I like the fact that they kind of acknowledge that because I've been seeing that, like, I just found out about this film, but like, I've been seeing that since like I started transition and I thought it was like a very good representation of it, uh, Mm -hmm. on film. Oh, exactly. And like, again, for the time, like the entire thing felt like jokes that we would make it like about our, our own stuff, you know, like I can't remember the context, but it's like someone was like. Uh, someone was to Kim. Oh, I'm sorry, she hurt you. And Kim was like, "Well, not to a woman that has had electrolysis." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I always was. Yeah. It's like I always was a late developer. Or yeah, no, I mean, like it was. It was good lines in there, and I mean, like it wasn't. Like I mean, there are some tropes in this. So, like the first tropes that we should acknowledge that the first uh, example, like uh, the um, was it uh, Kim was played by a cis dude. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that, unfortunately, and it was uh, written by. A uh, looks like it was written and directed by uh, cis hetero men, but for what it is worth, uh, Richard Spence, the director, um, he's now currently uh, a, a teaching video game taste in his spare time now. So, I <laughs> whatever the I, fuck that means. Yeah, I know. So I think that makes him pretty gay. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, like so. There's the, the trope of the uh, the cis player. Uh, there's the trope of the whole like revealing of the trans body. Um, I get why it's done, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, but to also be fair, this was 96. So a lot of the tropey stuff was fairly new grounds back then. And again, for being 96, like this film had a, uh, almost, well, actually 97 in some places, but 96, 97, um, this film almost had a better, uh, pulse on gender identity and transition, uh, than I would say modern day UK. At least in terms of, like, the stuff that's coming out of there. Because, like, you know, if you showed me this now and then you showed me what was happening in the UK tabloids, I would swear to God, like, right now, I would swear to God they were reversed. Like, I'm like, oh, this is more progressive. Oh, yeah. I fe- I can imagine that, like, because, like, this is maybe in the same world as stuff like, you know, like, Girl or Adam, you know, like, sort of these, like, cis perspectives trying to utilize, like, transness in their narrative essentially yeah and like i mean again like i could probably compare this to girl like it's like trying but in the sense that but it's not really trying to make it's, it doesn't feel like it's trying to make a point the way like well, most movies about trans stuff are now like obviously like there's yeah. the endless transplaining which is they do like they're just lucky that they have good writing because you know a lesser writer would have like completely ran it into the ground yeah, well, it's also, like, I, I'd like to point out, like, that the transplanting that they had in there, as opposed to stuff that I've seen before, um, this felt fairly natural. So for, we, you know, one of the things that we talk about in here is, like, what is the position the, the viewer is watching in this film? You know, there's some films where it's been, you know, as a child learning about it, like when we, were in, uh, when we, when we did Close Knit, um, you know, where the child is learning about it, so therefore we as the audience are learning along with them. And this one was very much like, you know, fucking Apprentice uh, was just like, you know, he was just like a, he was like a kind of a twitchy punk guy who was super high energy. And like, you know, I, I didn't mind so much the way that he talked about it with the transplanting stuff, because mm-hmm. it, to me, just sounds like somebody like, who's the best, like one of my favorite type of allies is the person who's just 
found out about all this and is really excited and supportive. They're just kind of overdoing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and But like, I love those people because they're so adorable. Like I remember when I came out at work and like I, I had a colleague who was like that. Like, hey, so I read about this and this and did you know this is going to happen to you? And like, of course I did. But like the fact that that person took the time out to go and figure this shit out and then come back to me in a way of like, you know, because a lot of the cis people, this is something they never had to consider. And so it's this beautiful, like when they really want to be celebratory and they're trying to be supportive, you know, when they overdo it, it's it's adorable. You know, it's very much akin to like when Rain brings me a picture that she spent a lot of time on. It's like, this is really good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I liked that in this one, as opposed to other ones, it's it's not treated like, oh, we're educating idiots. It's treated like, look, I have new information and I'm really excited about this new information. Yeah, and it's a person, like, seeing a person, like, you know, he keeps, like, making an ass of himself or getting proven wrong, like, or getting, like, he ends up in, like, positions of weakness that he has to grow from. Like, one of my favorite bits that, um, I think it was just before, you know, they get arrested and everything, but, you know, it's, like, because she's, like, talking about how the hormones have changed her and, like, oh, it made my buttocks, like, get bigger and it changed, like, made my skin softer and he's, like... I, oh no I've got a hard on now and she's like oh it's not illegal it's like and she's like it's like she's like oh are you worried you might end up in the wrong pigeonhole or and, then, and also oh and also he's like he's like complaining he's like oh you gave me a boner and she's like oh well now you know what it's like to be confused about your penis <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking lie it's like it's line after line yeah no and it's and it's honestly like, like it's 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 it was oh, showing like oh god I want to bring. I just want to say this line because it's one of my favorite one, favorites one. Like at the beginning of how have hormones changed you? And she's like, "Well, I'm a much better driver now." Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, so uh, if we compare it to like films like Girl, why Girl failed and this film succeeded. I mean, for a lot of reasons, it's just like this film kind of presented a. Yeah, it was very rom commy, but like, it was presented in a very, like non-melodramatic way like there was elements of drama and i think the thing was is that the trans part even though it was a main focus of the film it wasn't dragged into like uh like it wasn't heavy-handed i guess that's the best way i can describe it Um, like it was just like you know like the jokes and stuff like that we were just talking about like those are jokes that we would make those are jokes we'd make with some of our cis friends who are learning to become you know comfortable with this because they've never had to explain it just him picking something up. What's this? That's my dilator. Yeah, that was so good. I was just holy shit. A dial like even modern day films. I have not seen a dilator oh, in yeah. a fucking modern well, day film. Because what, like the thing that I am waiting for with like this show, and the thing that I've been waiting for is we're going to get a like if we if we haven't already and we've just missed it, like we're gonna get a big budget, heavy handed trans like um rom-com like oh we're yeah. gonna see essentially this movie made like at a big budget level at some point i think it's inevitable just because of where trans people are in the discourse like we are eventually like it's it's gonna it's gonna show up eventually yeah and i mean like i you know what for like for, for when we talk about representation and stuff like that one of the things i've been looking forward to is the is the the boring representation once we hit that stage where it's just like, you know, it's a rom-com and there's, you know, like the day I see where it's like, it's a rom-com and then, you know, the, 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 the person is a trans person, but none of their drama is due to the fact they're trans. They just happen to be in the script for, you know, one reason or another. It's like, that's cool. Like, it's just like, it's not really explored in that I much. Mean, God knows the gays have enough like boring media. Yeah. Like I, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, but even then you can still pull out, like I, you know, who's a really good example of just like a gay dude that's just boring, but like really good. Fucking Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, um, which is great. Fucking, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, no, he was great. But um, yeah, no, I yeah, like I just like the. I mean, like we're gonna see it, and they'll. I just don't like it when films have a situation where it's almost like it's preaching towards people. Like this film had no preachiness in it whatsoever. Like it was all pretty good, astute observations. And it just showed someone who was just pumped and like him trying to come to terms with that. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't one of those things where he just instantly was like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine with this." Like, like yeah. no, he struggled. He had to think about some stuff. And I mean, like that is like when you transition. Like, there's people that have to kind of go along with you. And yeah, it takes them a little bit of time. And sometimes it sucks if they don't jump on the yay train right away. But you know, this was still. I thought it was a very good, accurate representation of it, and I would like to see more movies like this. Yeah. But like, and they when didn't we... put uh, they didn't put Kim in like a place of like moral superiority though. Like she had to put in her own work. Like there yeah, was it... there there was this really weird like kind of weird spot where I wasn't sure if they really nailed the point they were trying to make, but where she was talking to her. I guess, um, brother-in-law, like the Colonel and talking about how he's like, Oh yeah. Like I know the kid's like, or it's like, it's weird how the kid calls you auntie Kim, even though you're not really that. And he calls me dad, even though I'm not really that. And like how he had like a while ago taken a, like, you know, the, 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 the fact that she got that her, they tried to get a kid for so long and he was so surprised when she like had gotten impregnated and then like, she he actually went and did a sterility test and found that he was completely sterile, which means that he knew that the kid wasn't his. And he's like, but, you know, like, I mean, I'm trying to do the right thing. Like, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to like, you know, I'm not I, I had to, like, overcome my idea of like what it means to be a man. And I'm trying to do the right thing. And that like, kind yeah. Of, and, you know, what it is kind of and it was like an interesting comparison about like sort of fragile cis under and a lot. Actually, that's kind of what a lot of this movie is, is a lot of like putting up the fragile cis interpretations of masculinity up to somebody who has completely, who has also had their own struggle with it and rejected it completely. Yeah. It was, it was kind of showing like, like, uh, like I, I agree with you. Like it didn't land as well as it could have, but well, I just didn't really idea. know what they, what the point they were trying to make is, but also, yeah. you know, Prentice had his own thing like that where he's like, Oh, I'm a straight, like, you know, fucking like I'm a straight ass cis dude. Like, I don't understand how this fits into my, perception of myself which i guess is something that all i guess most cis dudes who do like you know come into contact with trans people have to like wrestle with to one level of difficulty or another well it's you know it's 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 one of those things where like it was one of the it was like a long time ago a question was put to me and stuff like that when we're talking about like you know what makes someone straight or what makes someone gay and like first off my own opinion is like i I fucking hate the label system anyways because it's just like i just do whatever you want yeah but if we're gonna get into that like someone once put to me it's like okay do you remember like obviously like i think of like a porn star like you know bailey j for example and stuff like that let's just say no like i'm assuming everybody who listens to this show knows who bailey j is um she has an amazing podcast but um she like so if you let's say you had no idea and you saw bailey j um and you didn't realize that bailey j was transgender um and then all of a sudden you know you know you find out bailey j has a dick it's like you know and you you consider yourself like a cishet guy and you're wondering in that moment does this make me gay if i you know sleep with this person um and you know someone said like well put the question in the opposite way it's like if like imagine the most burly guy that you could imagine like fucking i don't know john cena um uh, Charles Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, I guess. The, tra- no. the, tra- the traditional uh, person put in this uh, role is Buck Angel, but okay, well that, that that's that's fine. That's, we'll, we'll that's, pick- not a- that's that we're that's not allowed anymore. So yeah, we're not we're not allowed to talk about that name on the show anymore. Apparently, no. um, but like let's <laughs> say should, like you know, <laughs> once you're editing this, can you please bleep out the name? 
Yeah. <laughs> or bleep out part of the name. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but yeah, like, so basically, if you had to sleep with fucking John Cena or, um, you know, some burly dude like that, um, and they had a vagina, would that make you straight? Or, you know, and so, like, it's this whole idea of just, like, it's a complicated notion and the subtle nuance of what is gay, what is straight, and it's, like, like I like the fact that the film did not try to give a definite answer, but only the presentation of the idea of that it's complicated and it's fluid and there's a lot of facets to it. Yeah, because it, it just resolved, I mean, it resolved with you know, the straight guy and the straight trans woman fucking. So, like, it kind of insinuates that. But also, you know, both of them went through their own journey. So we don't even necessarily know, like, where they landed on the other side of that. Aside from they wanted to fuck each other, which is all that matters. Yeah, it's usually how it starts. Yeah, that's usually how it ends. (laughs) First comes fuck, then comes marriage. Um, So, yeah, like, ultimately, I can't, like, I mean, like, there's some tropey stuff in this film, considering that it's, like, 96 um, I mean, a lot of that's just the time, so we have to be a little bit more forgiving of that. Uh, but for a film in its time, and even, like, I don't know, if this film came out nowadays, I would say, you know, it was pretty decent. Like, it was, it's not, like, mind-blowing in terms of the way some other films are, but, like, I liked it. It was pretty good. Like, if this is something that you want to throw on with, like, one of your, you know, friends that you're maybe more comfortable with and you've just come out with to them with and you kind of want to watch and laugh over something together, I would say this is a really good film for it. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I would love... Like, I, this was, like, a super low-budget movie, so, like, I don't, I don't think anybody saw it, like, outside of a couple people in the UK, but it, uh, yeah, no, it's a su- super easy watch, like, it drags a little in the second half, but, uh, yeah. it's, like, it's, a, yeah, it's just a good, chill, like, rom-com that is, especially, yeah, if you don't know a lot about trans stuff and want to do a trans-plainy movie that isn't really heavy-handed definitely recommend it also i want to shout out want to shout out to uh d for suggesting this movie to me and that's basically like what she said about it oh hell yeah thanks for that um and yeah again if any of you have any suggestions for films you'd like us to take a look at in the future uh just message us we're all somewhere um but um yeah no it was a good movie and also too if you want to watch this film uh it looks like they didn't keep up with the copyright on it so it's free on youtube you can just look it up um it's, it's, it's it's on youtube no one's taken it down, and as far as I know, there's no easy way to get a copy of this movie, so go yeah. watch it. To be fair, its box office take was only, like, just over $300,000, so it didn't yeah. do uh, that insanely well. But again, it's uh, it's one of those films that maybe was just a little ahead of its time. Um, so yeah, definitely give it a watch. Uh, thanks you all again for joining us uh, this week. Um, again, it's been a bit weird uh, just with scheduling and stuff like that, but hopefully with um, all of us being locked inside, we should get back to a fairly normal schedule soon uh, or die. Uh, yeah. One of the two. Um, hopefully hopefully, Amy will be back once President Xi uh, releases her, uh, once they've uh, <laughs> extracted the um, the vaccine <laughs> from her patient uh, zero from, from her DNA. bath water? It's from, from her, her bath, bath water, water that she's okay, been The vaccine... <laughs> Amy, Amy's podcast girl bathwater <laughs> caused coronavirus. We personally owe the Chinese government an apology. We were just selling it in the markets. We thought <laughs> that's what they we... mean when they called it the wet. They started in the wet. Oh, no! <laughs> Amy's not going to come back on the show after this. Oh my god. Um, anyways, hey, I'm Madeline Hobbs. I'm Rabbit underscore is dead on Twitter and Twitch. I'm Re Carter at Re Re Carter. Um, <laughs> Amy's bathwater. Amy's bathwater. Um, I well, well, I think well, 
Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please go watch this movie and let us know what you thought of it. And also, I maybe in the um, like Twitter thread of this, we'll uh, just put all of the song, all of the good songs in it, so you can get sort of a play. Oh hell of it. yeah! Um, oh, and also too, before I forget, on a more um, I guess. Um, me note uh, if any of you are feeling in a situation where you're kind of feeling antsy and you want to socialize and you get like that old nostalgia boner for MSN messenger times I'm hosting movie nights on Wednesdays now uh, for the foreseeable future while this coronavirus thing is going on um, so if you want to get uh, and come hang out with us uh, they're not always trans movies they're you know, we put them up to a vote um, but if you would like to come join us uh, check out my Twitter page um, it's rabbit underscore is dead at Twitter and yeah uh, I'll give you an uh, uh, an invite and as long as I can keep doing it we'll uh, yeah every Wednesday night uh, we should be watching something new and I believe this week it looks like it's gonna be Shaun of the Dead so uh, which is a fantastic movie and I think all of you should watch it yeah all right um, yeah stay stay safe out there um, stop watch- looking doorknobs yeah wash your hands especially you aiden wash your hands stay away from old people uh either get involved in your local um tenants union and find out if there's going to be a rent strike in your city or uh yeah figure out that um get into good habits about having a good dry pantry and stocking up ahead of time buy a gun and learn how to use it um get involved in local radical politics for once we're able to start uh, gathering again um, figure out exactly how all of the horrible things that are happening right now are connected to what's happened before <laughs> never give up on the revolution because they can't keep us quarantined forever <laughs> look to the sky by the way, the, to be fair, this advice is the same advice you were peddling before this uh, pandemic. Anyways, we love you all, and uh, we'll see you all again in two weeks. Okay, bye! <laughs> bye! <laughs>